Welcome to the Nature Reliance Podcast, where we explore the history and practical experience of the great outdoors and discover new ways to connect with nature. I'm Craig Cottle, your guide through the fascinating world of natural living and survival skills through experiential education and interviews. Today's episode is brought to you by the Nature Reliance School Online Membership, an immersive online learning experience designed for outdoor enthusiasts just like you. Are you passionate about the outdoors? Do you crave more knowledge about disaster readiness, wilderness survival, bushcraft, tracking, and nature awareness? If so, the Nature Reliance School online membership is your gateway to a community of like-minded individuals, all dedicated to learning and sharing essential outdoor skills. With the Nature Reliance School online membership, you get exclusive access to a wealth of resources, including expert-led tutorials, interactive webinars, and a library of engaging courses, downloadable books, and documents. Whether you're a beginner or an experienced outdoorsman, there's always something new to learn. So don't wait. Click on the link below to join the Nature Reliance School online membership today. Embrace the wilderness, enhance your skills, and become part of a community that values nature as much as you do. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Craig Cottle, Director of Nature Reliance School, with you in the new year, 2022. Thanks for joining us here. Looks like we're going to continue on right now because it's proving to be very successful for us. We're growing very well on the podcast, and we can't do that with you all. Let me say that first. We cannot do what we're doing without you guys listening and sharing, so please continue to share the podcast with others. Uh, send it through a text, send it through social media, whatever it is, because we can't continue to do what we're doing unless we continue to grow. So thank you for that. Much, much appreciated. It seems like we've had good success with a long-form podcast and a short-form podcast. The long-form podcasts have been pretty educational in two different ways. Uh, One, sometimes we get on and we just talk about stuff that we feel like is important. And two, we have been doing, as of late, a lot of interviews, and we've got a lot more on tap. Like, I think I did four interviews this past week, and I've got four scheduled this coming week. So be looking for those. Uh, But these short-form podcasts are just a way to get in, share some information that's easily digestible, and then you can go about your day, and hopefully somewhere, sometime, you apply what it is that we talk about here in the best way that you can. Now, the way this particular topic that we're going to be talking about today, self-defense, came about. Number one, for those that are new to listening to us, I'm Craig Cottle, uh, Director of Nature Law School. Before that, I was Director of Bluegrass Budokai, where I taught martial arts and combatives and hand-to-hand and all sorts of cool stuff for a long time. Uh, matter of fact, I've been practicing martial arts right now for right at about 30 years, and for about 20 of those, I was doing it professionally, meaning I was making a living uh, sometime as a part-time. And then for about 15 years, I did it full-time. That's what I did full-time as top martial arts. Um, we come about this from a very fair and honest perspective, meaning that I'm beyond the martial artsy side of things now. And I have no time for the stuff that's wasted energy uh, for me, for me personally, I'm not saying martial arts is bad for anybody. Martial arts is really good. I think it's a fantastic venue for people that don't seem to fit in other places, uh, particularly sports. Not everybody's generated for, you know, uh, group sports. So martial arts is another opportunity for somebody to do some physical things, to stay healthy in both mind, body, and spirit or in mind, body, and spirit, and to also, um, just learn a useful skill. And so 
how this came about is one of the folks that has been trained with us two or three times, I believe, in a self-defense course that I taught for a number of years. Uh, she's got a you know young teenage daughter, and she was asking questions about martial arts and self-defense and all the things that go along with it. And, and so I wrote a blog for her, but I thought it'd be good to put a podcast together as well. And I'm going to break this into two parts. Part one is going to cover the first two puzzle pieces of survival we talk about all the time, mindset and skills. And then the last two parts, tactics and gear, is what we're going to cover in part two. So again, we always talk about mindset, skills, tactics, and gear when it relates to just anything as related to survival. And so we like breaking these topics up. Now, as far as uh, references and stuff that you can look for, if you happen to have my first book, Extreme Wilderness Survival, uh, you can check this out in that book. I talk a whole lot about self-defense in that book. Uh, It's one of the things that, from a publisher's perspective, when they asked me to write a book that could be titled Extreme Wilderness Survival. One of the things that I added in because I have a certain amount of of um, ability to do that and your typical survival instructor does not. I was very glad to be able to do that in that book. And so some of this is an expansion on that. And and even in the blog that I'm sharing on our website, check it out, naturereliance.org. The title of this blog is Self-Defense is Self-Reliance. Check this out. It will, we'll include the podcast attached to that blog once we get them completed as well. But again, mindset and skills. Mindset, skills, tactics, and gears are four puzzle pieces of survival. And one of the things I like to get across as it relates to mindset is this idea of avoidance and awareness are the two, two probably the most important pieces of not being involved in physical assault. And so avoidance, what is that? What does that mean? Well, number one, you're going to have the ability to not be in situations where you could statistically be more likely to be in an altercation. So number one, if you know a place is dangerous, don't go there. Okay. If you're not prepared, I mean, there's great people out there that have to go into dangerous places where they're trained for that. If you're not trained for that, then you don't need to be going into those places. That also includes controlling your ego. One of the biggest thing that causes physical altercation is some sort of ego-based assault. You know, uh, a road rage is just one good example of that. So learn how to control your ego and you're going to be able to avoid most situations as uh, as, uh, has been proved over and over and over again. I mean, if somebody starts that road rage stuff with you, then just avoid it altogether. And a big thing that I mentioned in the blog piece that I think is important is that we learned when we were kids and I just, you know, and realistically, I just don't see people talking about this sort of thing anymore, but you know, I'm 52 years old and back in the day, sticks and stones might break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And right now it's just the opposite. Everybody allows words to hurt them. Don't, don't be that person. Don't be that victim. That's one of the things that was a paramount of importance when I was teaching self-defense is to teach people not to be a victim, not to be a victim in the way they hold themselves, not to be a victim when they fight, not to be a victim when, they, when they're just simply being in conversation. Don't be a victim. Don't let somebody beat you down. The other part of this, as far as mindset, is to simply pay attention to your surroundings at all times. And what I mean by that is... A lot of times we use this term when we're teaching situational awareness is focus lock. We can get locked on something and not pay attention. Now, the obvious part of that is phones. We can get really focused in on our phones while we're out. We're not paying attention. 
and I'm seriously not trying to be your mom, but you need to put the phone away when you're in public setting and where things of this nature could happen. You know, this is when you get into your house, you're, you're behind locked doors and that sort of thing. You have a, a very certain amount of safety where you can spend time relaxed. You know, everybody has to relax. If we don't relax, then we have problems. You got to find a way to relax. That's where you do that. You're not on your phone uh, scrolling through Facebook or Instagram while you're out walking around in the neighborhood or while you're out walking around to the grocery store or what have you. To take that even a step further, I like to call it the 330 rule or 3 and 30 rule. What this means is, and I picked this up, one of our students is a, a really, he's just been a good friend to Nature Reliance School in a lot of ways. Uh, some of them I really can't share because it's kind of sensitive information, but he's a, he is a EOD tech for a federal agency, and he's been really helpful in the material that we teach in tracking as it relates to IEDs and stuff of that nature. Uh, he's just, he's, he's done a lot of that work both in country and while deployed. And so he has a considerable amount of experience there. But one of the things that he talks about was a three and 30 rule as it relates to that sort of training, but it's just good for self-defense too. And that is at all times, all times, it's not sometimes, all times you should know what's in your three foot circle that surrounds you. No matter where you are, whether you're sitting on the couch at the house, whether you're walking in the grocery store, whether you're in class, you should know who's behind you, who's in front of you, who's to the side of you, how close are they. Uh, you should make sure that you regularly check that. If you get in line, it's easy for us to just ignore the people that are behind us. And I, I can't do that. I'm going to regularly turn around and make sure I know who's behind me and stuff of that nature. And for those that are not used to it, this is going to seem very paranoid. And I can tell you from a lot of experience personally, as well as the people that I've trained through, you know, the last few decades is that, yeah, it does it without a doubt, it does feel paranoid when you first start doing it. But once you start doing it, it's actually quite liberating in a way in that you get to see more things that are going on around you instead of being internal and looking at yourself and thinking about what's in your own head only and looking at your phone, you're actually got your head up, you're looking around, you get you get to experience more. I'm not saying if you're an introvert, because I've got people that are really close to me that are introverted and don't like making contact. Um, you know, one person that's close to me, uh, that person likes to go to the grocery store with earbuds in and not really listening to music, but given the appearance that they don't want to talk to you. That doesn't mean that she does that. It just means that she's doing that so she doesn't have to talk to people because she's a bit introverted. And uh, it also keeps her in a position where she can pay attention to what's going around. I'm not saying it's a great advice. I'm just saying that's one way of dealing with it. You don't have to necessarily be a conversationalist, but at least you know who's around you at all times. The second part of that, the 30 rule, is that you've got to expand your awareness out 30 feet at all times. When I say that, I'm not saying you have to be scanning the environment for 30 feet around you. It's just when you get to an area where you can't see 30 feet around you, you need to take necessary steps. A perfect example, and the one that's most often used, is when you're turning corners. You can imagine if you're walking right against the wall and somebody else is walking right against the opposite wall on a 90-degree turn and you all both turn at the same time, you're going to run into each other. Well, think about it this way. Pull yourself off that wall so that you can at least start to see what's around that wall before you come around it. 30 feet is a good just... I don't know, a benchmark, if you will, to look for uh, more surroundings and more people that are in that area so you know who's there. Uh, it could be 
the benefit for somebody like me, I spend a lot of time in the outdoors, is I'm constantly paying attention to what's within three feet of me. And I'm also looking at that 30 feet around me because that's where a lot of the mushrooms that I find are. And that's where some of the tracks that I'm looking for I will see that are outside that right next to me, sort of three feet in. So I'm constantly in a state of awareness and that helps me just in my daily life. But again, you're going to feel paranoid when you first start doing this, but given time, you're going to be able to get more comfortable with that and actually going to expand your awareness and you'll, in my opinion, you're going to feel life a bit more full. Now, that's what I wanted to cover today. These subjects, each one of these mindset skills, tactics, gear, I could probably do several hours on each one of them. That's why I wrote a book on them. Every book that I've written covers mindset, skills, tactics, and gear with different subjects. So these are real expansive subjects. So I just want to get going. Somebody get started with something so that they can give some ideas. They can get some ideas on what it is that they want to do as it relates to being more self-defense oriented. You know, as I'm looking at the clock here, I'm looking at about 12 minutes, and I've been, I've been doing my best to try to keep these to 15 minutes to keep them more digestible. So let's go ahead and stop it there. Let's go ahead, instead of breaking these up into f- two parts, let's go ahead and break these up into four parts, this self-defense training. And again, we'll put these all together and uh, uh, attach them to the blog at a later date as well. But if you want to check out the blog, go to naturereliance.org. Again, the title of the blog is Self-Defense is Self-Reliance. Self-Defense is Self-Reliance. Check that out. And uh, we really appreciate you coming in and listening to us here. So that'll be it for mindset as it relates to self-defense. Check us out on parts two, three, and four. We'll be looking at skills, tactics, and gear. Thanks for joining us. And that wraps up another fantastic episode of the Nature Reliance podcast. I hope today's journey has inspired you to explore and connect with the natural world in new and exciting ways. Before I say goodbye, remember to check out the Nature Blind School online membership. If today's episode sparked your interest in wilderness skills and outdoor adventures, this online community is the perfect place for you to start or continue your journey. You can currently sign up for a year for only $99 and get two months for free. Click the link below to discover a world of expert-led courses, engaging content, and a vibrant community eager to share their knowledge and experiences. Whether you're starting your outdoor journey or looking to deepen your existing skills, the Nature Reliance School online membership is here to guide you. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe for more adventures and share this podcast with your fellow nature enthusiasts. Until next time, come on, join in. Let's learn together.